Hello and welcome to the North CFL podcast, post free agency show and off season special. I am your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at aka Jimmy Leach. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor Curry SK. And I'm Carter Cannington. You can follow me on Instagram at Cannington. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at True North CFL Podcast. And we're on Twitter at True North CFL Pod. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So make sure to give us a follow and uh, subscribe and uh, like our content and comment on anything you see on social media. Absolutely. And don't forget to share with your friends and tell them about our show. So. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to combine our post-free agency show and our off-season special just because we put out a lot of content right now, and it's midterm season for university students, so the staff just doesn't have the time to do we're trying. a bunch of shows. We're trying. we're trying, yeah, but, I mean, you know, university comes first and all that, so yeah. we're just going to do kind of two-on-one here, especially because we're pretty much at the end of February anyway. And unfortunately, our news team didn't get all the news for this month. Uh, they were busy. So we do have the major bits, though. Longtime CFL ref Tim Murphy has announced his retirement. Yeah, sad. He was a good yeah. ref. He was solid. He was solid. Yeah, yeah, I liked him. And wide receiver Esha Green has signed the XFL, which. He later ended up on the Vipers. Wide receiver Artmani Edwards is signed with the XFL, and so has offensive lineman Derek Dennis. Oh. Now, Oof. do you guys see a problem with all these CFL players flocking to the XFL all of a sudden? Uh, I don't think yet. Like, I I know they are kind of some bigger names to go, but like everyone's signed in the CFL, and right now. There's a lot of bigger names that are left that are still out there just because no, like a lot of teams don't have the cap room for them. So it's bound to happen. And uh, if the XFL sticks around, guys are going to stay down south, but CFL's not going to lose talent either, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I think not a lot of guys are actually going to want to move from the CFL to the XFL. If anything, it might sort of stop the uh, the influx of players that we get because some people might be wanting to start their career in the XFL versus in the CFL, but I think the people that are in the CFL are going to want to pick around. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the uh, thing is, these guys become free agents. I think it's uh, April 20-something in the XFL, so the thing is, a lot of these guys, they can go down there and play right now, and then they can come back for, like, training camp. Yeah, exactly, and they'll be in shape, ready to go. Exactly, so that's... It's April 26th, I believe, is the date. That's the championship game for the XFL, and they're free agents after that, so... Yeah, exactly. So, CFL fans, don't press the panic button necessarily that all these big names are going down. It's probably just they'll come back once the XFL season is finished. Mm Mm-hmm. So now I wonder, we're gonna, um, oh, oh, can okay. I just uh, I want yeah, to throw an idea it. out there. I wonder if there's ever going to be a sort of dual contract ever written up between the CFL and the XFL where a player specifically will play out a year in the XFL and then go to a specific CFL team if it's like, you know, yeah. or if it'll be mm. like, you know, 
you spend a year with the Dragons in the XFL, then you go to the Eskimos in the CFL, and then yeah, it's like, like a two-year uh, deal sort of with the Dragons, so you'd go back there when the next season starts. Like, something like that, where yeah. it's like... Where it's I like, like, yeah, you know, Edmonton would have your rights. Yeah. But it's like you are going for that certain Almost team. like, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like if you're going like it's like if you're on soccer where it's like not a farm team but if you're going on to a player yeah to a team i could see something like that yeah it'd be a cool it'd be a cool concept i wouldn't be opposed it'd be interesting you get like the xfl standouts and you know the cfl teams get their rights and they come up here in the xfl offseason or whatever i'd be down for something like that yeah i mean it's just more talent playing more down yeah lots of tape yeah and I'm sure the XFL guys wouldn't mind it because they'd get paid even more for playing up here. They'd get a year's worth of salary and they'd get paid playing XFL too. So I'm sure yeah. they'd be happy with the extra money. Yeah, yeah like double in your salary essentially. Yeah, like potentially you could be making a hundred grand instead of forty or fifty. Exactly. <laughs> so we're gonna move on here to CFL signings for each team. We planned on doing every single one for each team, but fortunately, again, just didn't have the time. So, way too many. Yeah, the teams that are not complete. Just so again, sorry for fans of these teams. BC is not complete. Uh, Edmonton isn't complete, and I believe we may be missing one or two names from Calgary. But other than that, these are the. All of the signings every team has made since February 5th. So, on to those signings. We'll start with BC. Caleb Hawley, wide receiver, 29, played 14 games with the Red Blacks, had 48 receptions, 487 yards. They also sign another Ottawa receiver, Dominic Rimes, who's 26. Played 17 games for Red Blacks, caught 65 passes for 1,056 yards and five touchdowns. They also signed Andrew Williams, who's a defensive lineman, 24. Played 53 games at Auburn, had five sacks, 71 tackles, and eight tackles for a loss. They signed linebacker Dyshawn Davis, who's 27. He played 18 games with the Riders, had seven defensive tackles and nine special teams tackles. Oh, man. Yeah, this guy's name is hard to say, so I'm just going to say... <laughs> I'm just going to say Jura Jackson, who's 23 years old, played for Southern Louisiana... Uh, 36 <laughs> catches, 400 or 409 yards, two TDs in 21 games. Up and coming, uh, up and coming podcast host accused of racism. <laughs> <laughs> Why I, think I wasn't going to say that first part of his name? Uh, Micah Johnson, who's 31, former rider signed with the Lions. That's a huge move. Canadian Kevin Francis, who's a linebacker, converted wide receiver, 26 in seven games, had eight team special teams tackles with Ottawa. And Riker Matthews, who was a East All-Star, I believe, 27 years old, played 15 games. So that's a huge move for BC getting a stud tackle in there to help protect Mike Riley. 
Yeah, right. Jeez, they need some guys like that. One, think about two with their receiving core now. Caleb Hawley, Dominic Grimes, Brian Burnham. Uh, who else do they have out there? Well, they got Chris Rainey there too. Like they got they got a good receiver core there too for Mike Riley, and they got a good another good offensive lineman to back him up. So I think they made some decent moves. Yeah. So on to Dan Peters. They signed Dakota Prukop, who was a quarterback with Toronto last year. Twenty six year old had completed eight of 30 passes for 284 yards with three touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, they signed wide receiver Dorian Baker, who's 23, who spent time with the Cleveland Browns last year. They signed DB slash safety Brandon Dozier, who's 26. Played 16 games with the BC Lions, recorded 70 tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble. They signed Canadian defensive end Connor McGough. 24-year-old, had four defensive tackles, 11 special teams tackles, one forced fumble, and a sack for Hamilton last year. And CFL All-Star Richard Leonard, uh, they all, Stamps also acquired him. The 28-year-old in 18 games had five defensive tackles, four interceptions, one touchdown, and two forced fumbles. And Calgary also managed to replace their punter, Ronnie Pepper, uh, with Ronnie Pepper. Sorry, they're replacing Rob Maver. 27-year-old had 3,412 gross yards with an average of 44.6 yards per punt, his longest being 71 yards. They also signed a Calgary native, John McEwen, who's a center. 26-year-old. Wait, go ahead. I was just saying, it's always fun to see when like a hometown guy gets picked up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No, it's it's just, it's just fun. True. So, doing. Uh, played all 18 games with Toronto and has never missed a game in his career. Impressive. Uh, DJ Coker, offensive lineman, who's 22. Uh, Arnell Skankley, 25. No stats for either of them. That's, that's not the name. <laughs> it's Sankley. Sankley. Skankley, Sankley. Okay, I got new glasses. Hey, I'm sorry. They're new. They're new. Hey, yep. they're, they're new, new players, you know? We'll, we'll get to know them. I'm sure we will. All right, this one I can't screw up. Kamar Jordan, 30-year-old. <laughs> Absolute monster of a guy. In 10 games played in 2018. Had 55 catches, 944 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, if you recall, he was injured through all of 2019, so look forward to having him back in the 2020 season. Uh, they have also signed wide receiver Sean Bain, 24. He spent time with the Atlanta Falcons of the NFL. Dorian Miller, wide receiver, 25, spent time with the Jaguars and the Eagles down south. Fred, uh, oh, man. Uh, Trevillon? Man, it's a, it's a rough one for you today. Yeah, I know. There's some there's worse names than this. So oh, trust me. I'm just going to say that. We know. We filled out this document. So Fred Trevillon, 
wide receivers, spent time with the Chargers. Aaron Vaughn's wide receiver, he spent a mini camp with the Colts. More, by the way. All right. So we're going to go to Edmonton now. Uh, the first prospect I'm going to talk a little bit about. They signed defensive tackle Evan. Oh, God, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Evan McBroda. Mac Broda, 23 years old. Uh, he was drafted last year from the U of S. And the reason he didn't play last year is because he wanted, he made it clear he wanted to finish, I believe it was his engineering degree. And he didn't want to leave school. This guy was originally, I believe he was a top 20 prospect, but his stock fell tremendously because of that. And yeah, so now he's signed Edmonton, and I guess he's ready to play now, so that's awesome for them. Great Canadian defensive lineman. They have also signed American running back Lexington Thomas, who last played at UNLV. Justin Renfro, offensive tackle, 30 years old, started all 11 games for BC, was instrumental in helping that disastrous O-line last year. Mm-hmm. They also signed Canadian wide receiver Jimmy Ralph, who's primarily been with the Argos for most of his career. 27-year-old, had 366 yards and one touchdown this year. They signed American defensive back Kieran Williams, 25. They also signed veteran Canadian safety Jermaine Gabriel, 29. Started 12 games last year and had 39 defensive tackles. Edmonton also signed Antonio Pipkin, 24-year-old, completed 19 of 42 passes for 161 yards, one touchdown and one rushing touchdown, and one passing. So, they also re-signed John Simeon Roy, or Wah, sorry, uh, Canadian offensive lineman, 26-year-old, started seven games but missed the rest due to injury. They also signed linebacker Corey Jones, 30-year-old, played 11 games last year, had three defensive tackles and seven special teams tackles. Uh, they signed Canadian offensive lineman Jacob Ruby, re-signed him. Uh, the 27-year-old was the team's Captain on the offensive line. Played 17 regular season games for them. They also signed defensive back Dakari Murray. 22-year-old spent time with the Kansas City Chiefs. They brought back Tommy Durham. The 31-year-old played 10 games. And to replace Larry Dean, Edmonton brought in Justin Tuggle. The 30-year-old linebacker played 18 games for Hamilton last year. 80 defensive tackles, one sack, and one interception. Now, uh, one, so Chris Rayford, defensive back, a three-year-old, spent time with the Colts, signs with the Eskimos. Angelo Foster, wide receiver, who's only 21, last played college at Portland. Anthony Covington, a four-year-old defensive back, Played 11 games last year with 37 tackles. Alexander 
Burrett, Canadian wide receiver, 28-year-old, played 14 games, caught two catches for 10 yards. Edmonton also signed shutdown corner Jonathan Mincy. The defensive back played for Toronto last year. He only played one game, but recorded five tackles. Also brought in a backup for Shaq Cooper and Brandon Burks, the 26-year-old. Six games played, had 34 carries for 204 yards, 12 catches for 144 yards, and a rushing touchdown. They also bring in return specialist and receiver Shakur Ryan. Seven games last year, he had one catch for six yards, 18 kickoff returns for 324 yards. They also brought back veteran quarterback Logan Kilgore. So now we move on to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They have signed American wide receiver Demarcus Ayers, the 25-year-old, spent time with San Antonio Commanders of the AF. He was also bouncing around the NFL for most of his career. His NFL stats, he caught six receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown. They also signed defensive lineman Pete Robertson. 27-year-old also has NFL experience with the Cardinals, Redskins, and Seahawks. All in all, he had six career tackles. They also bring back former first overall pick, Josiah St. John. 26-year-old, the 27-year-old, sorry, dressed for one game in 2019, which happened to be the East Final with Edmonton, but also bounced around. Argos and Lions, but didn't play for either team. They also signed Leonard Bonner, 23-year-old, played right tackle at Arkansas State. They also brought in another offensive lineman in Devin Johnson. 24-year-old offensive lineman spent time on the Riders practice roster last year, and before that spent time with the Atlanta Falcons. They also brought back special teamer Jordan Reeves, who 30-year-old did not get to play this year. He got hurt early, but could be ready to go for 2020. They brought in a veteran backup quarterback. They won James Franklin sweepstakes the that we goat, were talking about. The GOAT! Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for this, but I wish this signing happened two or three years ago. So. <laughs> Hey, just a fun, a fun little side fact about James Franklin. If you go on his Twitter right now, look at his profile picture. Uh, I'm actually the one that made it. Oh yeah, so, you're right. You did that work yeah. for three down. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to James Franklin for using that picture. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Another reason why he's the goat. Exactly. Completed 68 percent of his passes last year on 111 attempts. For 822 yards, three touchdowns, and six interceptions. Riders also brought back linebacker Solomon Alamimian. In 15 games, the 33-year-old had 88 defensive tackles, four sacks, and one forced fumble. And the Riders bring back an old face, uh, Sam linebacker Otha Foster. 31-year-old. Played 18 games in 2018, had 58 defensive tackles, three sacks, and two forced fumbles. 
He didn't play at all in 2019. I believe he was hurt. Uh, he spent time with C prior to winning the Riders. Yeah, I think he tried the AAF too for like a little bit, but didn't really play. Oh, okay, that's what happened. Mm. Riders bring back star receiver Shaq Evans. 28-year-old in 18 games, has 72 receptions. Uh, 1,334 yards and five touchdowns. Now, this is a guy that I'm personally excited for. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah, he, this is going to be fun. Riders bring in NFL wide receiver Rashad Green. 27-year-old, played, uh, played in Jacksonville from 2015 to 2017. Totaling 30 receptions for 185 yards and two touchdowns receiving, but had over 500 yards returning. So look for him to eat for a return job or just be a general good receiver. I know he had a really big uh, college career. So it'll be interesting to see how he pans out. They also bring back Ed Gainey, 29-year-old. Played in 18 games last season, had 56 defensive tackles and two interceptions. They also bring back uh, Regina native John Ryan, 38-year-old. Old boy. Oh, yep, local boy. <laughs> yep, got to mention that. 38-year-old, played all 18 games, and had 5,200 and 22 gross yards. It averaged 48.8 yards per punt, and I believe his longest was 77 yards. Now we move on to the Blue Bombers. And this one surprised me. They managed to bring back Willie Jefferson, defensive end. 29-year-old, played 18 games, had 24 defensive tackles, 12 sacks, one interception in six forced fumbles. Also defensive player of the year. Yeah. yeah. He was. I'm shocked they were able to bring him back because there are reports that Toronto was offering $300,000 for him. And I was just like, wow, that's and, it's more than some quarterbacks make. You know? Yeah. Wow. And courtside Raptor tickets. Yep. And he turned all <laughs> of that down to stay I in Winnipeg. Was, uh, I thought it Well, oh, no, they sent him to beat. Yeah, but, but I mean, they they still they still ended up getting somebody out of that. I mean, yeah, we'll get to the, Toronto in a bit. So they yeah, got yeah, they got we'll a lot more than them after. Yeah. yeah, a lot more than everybody. They got a litany of free agents. They <laughs> also bring back wide receiver Darvin Adams, thirty year old, played thirteen games with the Bombers, had forty seven receptions for five hundred and forty nine yards and five touchdowns. They also bring it. Back Canadian linebacker Thomas Miles, 27-year-old, played 18 games, recorded four defensive tackles and eight special teams tackles. They bring in utility player Toby Antigua. The 26-year-old played 11 games for the Argos last year with 20 defensive tackles, three special teams tackles, and two interceptions. They since they lost, uh, I believe it was, it was a Jonathan Rose and Marcus Sales, or which Rose was it? Uh, Winston Rose. Yeah, okay, there was two Roses, yeah. Winston Rose, they lost to the NFL along with Sales. 
and they bring in veteran defensive back Josh Johnson. 29-year-old was with Edmonton last year. 17 games played. He had 43 defensive tackles, two interceptions, and a sack. They also re-signed a young Canadian center, Michael Couture. 26-year-old played in all 18 games last year. And moving on, they also re-signed Julian Philly Gadino, Canadian wide receiver. Yep, good move. Eight games, he has 13 receptions for 199 or 119 yards, sorry. And they also brought in a lot of people who are new to the league. Uh ooh, some of these names. All these <laughs> new people have hard names. Come on, man. Alright. They brought in 23-year-old defensive back uh Malcolm Liggins, uh 23-year-old defensive back. They also brought in Contrell. Oh god, this last name. Rockmore. I think it's Rockmore, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably Rockmore. Uh a linebacker. They brought in defensive back Josh Miller, 23 years old. Also snagged linebacker Micah Alway, 26-year-old. I was surprised he was on the market as long as he was, if I'm being honest. Honestly, I'm surprised he went to Winnipeg because where is he going to play there? Oh, he's not going to start. I doubt he will. Yeah, that's like, you think Micah Alway is a good linebacker. He should be starting somewhere, but the backup job in Winnipeg, it just seems weird to me. So, 26-year-old uh, linebacker. They played 10 games, had 44 defensive tackles, one interception, and one sack. They also bring in a new kicker, 24-year-old Matt Riley. They also bring in journeyman Chris Lyles, the defensive back, 25 years old. Played seven games, I believe it was with Montreal last year, and had 19 defensive tackles. They also bring in even more new players. Uh, DeAndre Alford, defensive back, 22. And this is one of the names I've been dreading throughout the podcast <laughs> because it is scary to pronounce. Do it. Do it. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to do this? This is your bomber's team. I could I could probably, honestly, but I want to hear you try it. Oh, God. I'm gonna push <laughs> Let's this. all give it a go. Okay. Yeah. We'll all give this one a go because it's difficult. Uh, yeah. His first name isn't that bad. It's Sepestiano, and then Hapungtoa? Mm. He's 24 years old. Okay, that's my try. Carter, your turn. Okay, Sepestiano, uh, and I'm going to go for the last name, Hapungtoa. Uh, <laughs> you definitely did okay. better on the first name than I did, because th- that's an Italian name, I think. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Sepestiano. Pagonta. Pagonta? Pagonta, yeah. Pagonta, yeah, that, that sounds sounds good, too. We'll go with that. Man, first, first we bring in <laughs> Tristan Opaliugo, and now this. I didn't think it could get worse. Opaliugo, <laughs> come on, say it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They also bring in Deontes Alexander, who's a wide receiver. He's also new to the league. Dexter McDougal, defensive back, 29. I'm sure he's late. He's 
been around probably in the NFL, but we also have him as new to the league. And Chris, oh, this is an Eastern European name. Polanowski, offensive lineman, who is also new to the league. And now we get to Hamilton. I, I don't understand how they sign these free agents. We're going to... This is nuts looking at this list. Yeah, look at some of these names. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Just a first five. Like, <laughs> what? I know. All right, so... Insane. They bring in Sam Weinbacker, Patrick Levels, the 25-year-old played for Montreal last year. 18 games at 86 defensive tackles, five sacks and two forced fumbles. Vera Posey, wide receiver, is 29 years old, played 12 games last year, also for Montreal with 50 catches, 780 yards and three touchdowns. They also bring back Larry Dean from Edmonton. 31-year-old, played 18 games. At 86 defensive tackles, one sack, three interceptions, and five forced fumbles. They also somehow re-signed Dylan Wynn. 26-year-old played 18 games for Hamilton, recording 44 defensive tackles and 11 sacks. And they bring over Don Jackson from Calgary, the 26-year-old running back, in seven games. At 58 carries, 246 yards. Two rushing touchdowns and also 21 catches for 132 yards. Yeah, they stocked up. How? It's How do they nuts. have the money to sign all of that? Keep um, in mind, I they don't... also re-signed Mazzoli yeah. and Dane Evans. So so go with me here. Go with me here. Uh, Randy Ambrosi got someone in the <clears throat> 90s, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats front office has the picture of it. <laughs> maybe that or they're just they don't care about the luxury tax because there's two different types of caps in sports i learned this in my economics class there's soft caps and hard caps hard caps say you can't go over this number period soft caps are okay you're gonna you can go over this amount but you're gonna have to pay a tax if you do sometimes that's uh, a certain amount of dollars in this case, if you go a certain amount uh, over in the CFL, you lose draft picks. So I'm, I'm thinking Hamilton might be going for it, saying, you know, for those draft picks, we're, we're going for it all this year. Maybe. Some of these yeah, sightings. it could be. Like, yeah, I mean, you, yeah they, could, they could be building for the year after, too, because they host the Great Cup in two years, so. Yeah, they could be trying to build a foundation where it's like, look, play here. Oh, we happen to host the Grey Cup in two years. Like, stay here. Yeah, and let's just do this at any cost. Yeah. Sure. So, they also sign Canadian wide receiver Brian Jones. The 25-year-old played nine games last year. They bring in a kicker named Matt White. They also signed defensive back Ronald Zamort. 28-year-old spent time with the New York Giants and the Arizona Cardinals. They also brought in wide receiver Damon Patterson. The 25-year-old spent time with the Steelers. Running back Jordan Ellis. The 23-year-old spent time on the Cincinnati Bengals practice roster. And I like this signing personally. They bring in Justin Herdman-Reed. 
Canadian linebacker, the 25-year-old, played for Toronto last year. 11 games, had 37 defensive tackles, two sacks, and two forced fumbles. And they bring in another Argo, Darius Ford, who is 28, had played 17 games, had 56 defensive tackles, and two interceptions. They also bring in veteran Canadian safety Courtney Steven, 30-year-old, in 17 games, had five defensive tackles and 15 special teams tackles. They also managed to somehow re-sign Jadera Davis, the 29-year-old, in 17 games, had four defensive tackles, 13 sacks, and 47 pressures. They also bring back uh, I believe he's most outstanding special teams player, Frankie Williams. Yep. 26-year-old, 17 games, had 50 defensive tackles and one interception. They also brought in linebacker Jeff Allison, 22-year-old, played at Fresno State previously. Now moving on to the Argos players. The uh, Argos have signed running back Marcus Thigpen, the 33-year-old, played in 18 games with Saskatchewan. He had 41 carries for 201 yards, three touchdowns, 19 catches for 161 yards, and one touchdown. They also re-signed Canadian receiver Levi Noel. 28-year-old, played in 16 games for the Argos, had... 28 receptions for 259 yards and a touchdown. And this signing I'm really excited for. Toronto has signed Canadian receiver Juwan Breskinson. 27-year-old, played in four games, had 11 catches for 168 yards and three touchdowns. They also managed to sign linebacker Shorthill, uh, 27-year-old, played 16 games, had 25 defensive tackles, I believe that's 11 special teams tackles, and one sack Hamilton. They also brought in defensive lineman Craig Rowe, the 29-year-old, played 12 games with the Bombers, had 16 defensive tackles, 6 sacks, and forced fumbles. They bring in Veteran offensive lineman for Blake. The Canadian 34 year old played 18 games with Saskatchewan. Uh, his season was shortened, or not shortened. He didn't get to play as much, mostly due to injury. They also bring in another rider offensive lineman, Darius Bladek. Uh, the 25 year old played. 11 games with Saskatchewan, mostly as a 6-0 lineman. Uh, and then they also bring in American wide receiver Devaris Daniels. 27-year-old, played 13 games. They had 54 receptions or 738 yards in two touchdowns with the Eskimos. They also bring in another Eskimo in Alex Bazdi, 29-year-old. In seven games played, had nine defensive tackles, four special teams tackles, and two sacks with Edmonton. 
and they bring in one of the best Canadian linebackers in the game, Chris Ackie, 28-year-old in 10 games with Montreal, had 38 defensive tackles and two special teams tackles. They also bring in career special teamer Denzel Radford, 25-year-old in six games, had three special teams tackles with Sask. They also bring in American defensive tackle Drake Nevis, the 30-year-old, played 18 games and had uh, 24 defensive tackles and three sacks with Winnipeg. And Montreal and Toronto also completed a trade. They swapped kickers. Boris Bidet is now a Toronto Argonaut. And... Uh, Tyler Kropinia is now with the Montreal Alouettes. And back to the signings. Toronto brought in Canadian defensive back Arjun Calhoun. 27-year-old, played 10 games, had 16 defensive tackles, special teams tackles, and one interception with Edmonton. They also bring in Jawill Davis, a receiver who went to Bethune-Cookman. They bring in Gordon Powell, defensive back, drafted in the XFL. Paul Kozachuk, linebacker, Canadian, uh, 25-year-old, played 17 games. Had one uh, defensive tackle and eight special teams tackles with Montreal. Also brought in linebacker Sean Harrington. Also Canadian, 24, played 13 games, and had six special teams tackles with Toronto. They also signed veteran Preston Butler, 32-year-old defensive back in 12 games, had 25 defensive tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble when he was with C. Also bring in Ricky Neal, a defensive lineman who's 24 years old, who last played at Northern Iowa. Now we move on to the Ottawa Red Blacks. They bring in stud Canadian defensive tackle Cleon Lang. 29-year-old, played 15 games, had 27 defensive tackles, 7 sacks, and 27 pressures last season. They bring in Sam linebacker Don Unumba. 30-year-old, played 12 games, had 43 defensive tackles, 6 sacks, 1 interception, and 2 forced fumbles. Christoph Lumba Ashmega, 27-year-old, played nine games and had 10 special teams tackles. They also bring in Canadian wide receiver slash running back Anthony Coombs, 27-year-old, played 16 games with Hamilton. He had 37 carries for 158 yards, or 4.3 average per carry. Also had 28. Uh, receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. They bring in Sam slash defensive back Abdul Kane, 16 year old or 16 or the 29 year old. Sorry, uh, played in 16 games, had 70 defensive tackles, one sack, one interception, and one first fumble. They bring back linebacker Kevin Brown, the 26 year old, played 15 games for the Red Blacks. Had 42 defensive tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble. They signed Canadian 
wide receiver Malcolm Williams, the 26-year-old, played five games with Winnipeg last season. Randall Evans, they also decided to bring back. The defensive back is 28 years old, played 17 games with Ottawa, and had 56 defensive tackles. Underrated season, to be fair. Like, look, looking at those stats, those are some good stats. Mm-hmm. But like, but, like, looking at, you know, Ottawa, you say. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, right, because it was a re-sign, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's a couple of Red Blacks that had sneaky good years, like Anthony Chaffee, who signed with the New York Jets. That's another yeah. one. We missed that news again. Sorry, I said our news guy was lacking this episode. Again, apologies. So, yeah, that was another guy I thought had a really good year, but yeah, now he's off in the NFL. So there's actually were some decent players on the Red Blacks last year. Yeah, Randall Evans resigns. They also resign another critical piece in this time on offense. RJ Harris, 27 year old, played 14 games, caught 62 passes, 774 yards, and two touchdowns. They also signed Dwayne Norman, who's a linebacker. The 26 year old spent time with the Denver Broncos. Junior Joseph, 25-year-old linebacker, spent time with the Bengals. E.J. Hutcherson, 7-year-old, spent time with the Seattle Seahawks. Brad Muhammad, who's a defensive back, spent time with the Cedar Rapids River Kings of the Indoor Football League. Before that, played at Florida International University. Uh, they also decided to bring back Thor Tanzio. 29-year-old, played 17 games, had 25 defensive tackles and two sacks. They also brought in receiver Cortell Smith. 23-year-old spent time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season. They also bring in Lazard Door. 24-year-old spent time with the Colts. Joel Walker, a wide receiver, time with the Chicago Bears last year. Now we're going to conclude with Montreal. So, they go and look at Naaman Roosevelt here. 32-year-old, played 18 games with the Riders, caught 77 passes, 946 yards, and one touchdown. Now, can we say something about this signing? It's not in the news, but this signing was made after Quan Bray was arrested with 157 pounds a week. Oh. In his car with a offensive lineman from the Cleveland Browns, random mover Uber driver. So I'm sorry, but like you're making like you're a professional. Yeah, what the heck? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Most importantly, yeah, we cannot use the thing we planned for Quan Bray. Get the Quan. Because <laughs> now he's going to be in jail. So. Uh, he definitely will yes. not be returning to the CFL next year. Man, just what a waste of talent that was, you know? Well, hey, innocent until proven guilty. I mean, <laughs> if you get caught in the border with yeah, this, the amount of weed that is the same weight as probably Brandon Banks, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're going to jail. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like an ice sculpture, but it's a weed sculpture. 
I know. We're <laughs> joking about that. It's like it's a sculpture Stay of Brandon off Banks. So we <laughs> Yeah, kids, don't be like Juan Bray. Don't try and go over the US border with 157 pounds of marijuana. <laughs> this is not a good idea. Trust me. And it also brought back a guy that they had cut earlier, Siante Evans. 27-year-old played 13 games with these Alouettes. Had 29 defensive tackles and three interceptions in the NFL. They bring in defensive back Kevin Fogg, 29-year-old, played seven games, had 24 defensive tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble with Toronto. And they bring back veteran running back Terrell Sutton, 33-year-old, in four games with Hamilton, reported 203 yards on 35 carries. They also bring in Adrian Tracy, the 32-year-old defensive end, played eight games for Hamilton, reported 11 defensive tackles, three sacks, and two forced fumbles. As we mentioned earlier, Tyler Carpenia is now a member of the Montreal Alouettes, and they re-sign defensive tackle Woody Barron. In 18 games, he had 27 defensive tackles and one sack. So now that we've discussed every team's free agent signings, we are going to grade everyone. But before we get to that, we're going to mention some of the popular names that are still available. Darrell Walker is still somehow unsigned. Yeah. Crazy. Maybe looking at XFL, I don't know. I think, yeah. He's either taking a pay cut or he's going to the XFL. Yeah. Thousand yard rusher CJ Gable is also still on the market. As well as Taylor's buddy Deron Carter. Oh, he's got to get signed. Veteran right tackle Thad Coleman. And former 5,000 yard passer Jonathan Jennings is also <laughs> still on the board. Any other na- names you guys can think of that are still out there? My boy Lang, someone sign him, please. <laughs> Ryan Langford. Dude, yeah, that maybe. dude was that dude was a plug for so many. Like, I, I, you can say it's personal reasons. Like, the dude's also solid. I mean, he had a two return touchdown game, like, yeah, against Sask, which a lot of teams, like a lot of people, will could argue that they were, like, even though they didn't, you know, even though they didn't win the championship, people were saying that they were one of, if not the best team in the league overall. So, like. He can be up there. Yeah, it says something. They get two returns on him. Yeah, that's definitely a significant thing, and there's definitely teams that need return help. I'm thinking of Edmonton. Badly needs a returner, so I can see them. Maybe oh, bringing they got Kristen Jones and Braden Burks. Yeah, true, but they were last last year in return yards. They may that's be looking true. to bring in some more bodies just to see how things shake out. And yeah, with that, we're going to move on to our free agency grades. So since we started off with the what, the fur, furthest West team, we're going to work our way back and start with Montreal from the East. And Taylor, how do you grade Montreal? Their free agency, uh, Hollands. I, uh, I give them a C plus. I liked what they did for the pickups with Demon and Siante, Kevin Fogg, Terrell Sutton. Adrian Tracy, like I really like those signings, but they lost a lot of key guys in the process. So 
I don't know if it out, kind of outweighs what happened. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with a C plus for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also going with the plus. I was, uh, I was looking at the other grades before, and I, yeah, I just felt like you know, C plus. It's it's average, but you know, just a little better than average. Like the reason why I have a C plus is because uh, they were able to keep V8, uh, good old Vernon Adams. Him and Kahari Jones are Montreal. So to keep that is huge. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I am going to give them a C. I'm going to be a little harder than you guys because, yeah, they lost a lot. They lost their starting Sam linebacker and Patrick Levels. They lost Javier Posey, Juan Bray, uh, Tommy Campbell, and William Stanback to the NFL. So... I just, I don't know if this cuts it. Uh, again, sorry guys, this list is incomplete. I know they signed James Wilder, as well as some other people, but yeah, I just, uh, I I don't know. I I just I give them a C because I don't think it was enough. I think they, as a team, they regress next year. So we're moving on to Ottawa. Taylor, what are your thoughts on the Red Blacks free agency Hollands? Oh. Well, I gave them a C. Uh, they they didn't have a lot to give. I mean, they they got rid of a lot of players before free agency started. But with Cleon Lang, Don Unamba, Anthony Coombs, I like those signings and bringing RJ Harris back. And then, I mean, you have Nick Arbuckle too this year. So I think like overall they did okay, but they still have to prove themselves to be a good team just because they brought in a couple couple players doesn't mean that it's going to change anything really um okay i totally forgot that it's my turn after yours um <laughs> interest um i like your take but i really have gone in a different direction um ottawa i believe has failed this free agency because i don't care if how many semi decent to good pickups you can get when you have like when you know that a proven commodity like Matt Nichols or Zach Caleros, because you knew one of them was like not going to be sticking around Winnipeg, you knew one of them was going to be available, and you decide to go with Nick Arbuckle, that's questionable to me. And like, yeah, you got Leon Lang, but like, uh, I just—it's not enough. Yeah, yeah, it's just not enough. I don't see them being anywhere near competitive, like. There's a phrase that I'm going to use for Toronto down the line. Um, so I'm not going to use it here because I really like the phrase. I'm going to save it there. But yeah, they're just not ready. Um, I have no idea how much of this was Lapo versus how much was GM. But I'm. this is really kind of giving me shades of last year. It feels like they didn't learn much. Oh, and you guys know what I think of Ottawa's GM. I think they fired the wrong mm-hmm. guy in Ottawa. So I am giving them a D minus. They just barely pass because the reason they pass is because they got a quarterback, which they badly needed. Like he's and, not. Yeah. Like, like before, sorry, before you continue, no disrespect to Nick Arbuckle. I'm just saying that compared to Nichols Caleros. Yes. No. And as a bomber mm-hmm. fan, you're definitely justified in that, but <laughs> oh man, 
like they they barely passed because now at least I can call them a professional football team, whereas you couldn't really do that last year as people who are doing the power rankings for the actual CFL literally wrote in U sports teams that were probably better than the Ottawa Red Blacks last season. <laughs> Yikes. And yeah, I just you got your quarterback. Uh the needs that they had, we had quarterback running back, and high-end talent were three needs that we had for them in our free agency show. And they definitely addressed one of those needs, and they barely addressed the third need by getting Cleon Lang, because the rest of these guys are decent. Like Don Unamba, yeah, he's a starting Sam linebacker. Uh, I look at Abdul Kane. They play kind of the same spot unless they're going to put Kane in a defensive back role, which he can do. But I mean, he's Sam. How I see him, and just look at the rest of the list. And some some of these free agents aren't very good. There's some okay guys like R.J. Harris. Yeah, you can look at that. But they also lost Dominic Rhymes, their mm-hmm. top receiver. You know, so. Again, they only passed because they signed a quarterback and brought in one player of high-end talent and a couple of good players. But other than that, they pretty much were the they were the worst team in free agency so far. So moving on from worst to consensus best. Uh, spoiler alert, Taylor. How are you going to grade Toronto this free agency? Well, on paper, I have Toronto with an A+. I mean, bringing in Juwan Breskin, uh, Darius Bladick, Philip Blake, DeVaris Daniels, Alex Bazzi, Chris Ackie, Drake Nevis, like, uh, just so many good players that it seems like it should work on paper. I'm still curious to see how it works on the field, but overall for a free agency, yeah, A+. Dude, absolutely, A+. It looks like... um. The phrase I wanted to use, I'll use it here. It looks like they're trying to smash and grab a championship where they're literally just bringing on everybody that they can. Which, I mean, to be fair, in the CFL, is not the worst tactic. Like, you no. don't really need to be building for that many years in a team, like, in a league with only nine teams. Like, you can just, you can go out there and make a play like top. Like, they are pretty much the top dogs, I can say, or one of. Like, it, they're a scary team now. Oh, they're definitely scary bringing in Nichols and MBT, retaining him, and just, oh my god, the guys they brought in. What was your grade for them again, Carter? A+. plus. Yeah, I'm giving them an A-plus as well. This is outstanding. All the uh, needs they had, they pretty much met. Uh, they just got to sign a fan base. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If they... Long term. No, yeah. But... I mean, yeah, I look at these names, Juwan Preskinson, who's probably, he and Lamar Durant are probably going to be the next generation of great Canadian receivers. And then you have veteran alignment like Philip Blake to stabilize that offensive line that is very, very young in Toronto and kept guy in Bladdock and replaced Darrell Walker with DeVaris Daniels. And then you bring in a guy like Bazzi and one of the best Canadian linebackers in Chris Atkey and just 
and Nevis, who's an absolute run stopper and starting Canadian defensive back like Arjun Colhoun, who can mentor their uh, defensive back Matt Botang there in Toronto. And I just, I look at this and Kristen Butler, who's some extra secondary help. And I just, this is probably the best group overall in terms of quantity. Uh, I think, and they did really well. They can definitely compete now, and they may take a run for that second spot in the East with Montreal regressing so much. I think they could challenge them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move up to now Hamilton. They're probably number two or number three for me in agency. How do you grade them, Taylor? Yeah, I got them with an A. They got some really big names like Patrick Levels, Devere Posey, Larry D, Dylan Wynn, Don Jackson, uh, Courtney Stevens, Jagger Davis they got back, Frankie Williams they got back. Like I think it was really good for them. I'm just interested to see how this works with the cap with them because that's a lot of big names. And like Larry Dean was a lot of money. I know Devere's not going to be cheap, so... Yeah, I'm just kind of curious about that, but yeah, like they're they're pushing. I think they're a little ticked off at losing the Great Cup that way, looking to bounce back better than they did last year. Yeah, I mean, I had I had as an A minus, but you know, hearing your reasoning, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you. I'm gonna switch that. I'm gonna just bring them up to like an A. Um, and yeah, I'm looking at their signings now, and it's just like you know, all of those guys with the returning pieces, like you got Masoli and. Evans, you got both of those guys ready to go, and both of them are playoff quarterback, like which is nuts to me. Are you gonna have both of those? But yeah, they're. I think they they were already so strong, and they're just adding more pieces to that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is a team that was fifteen and three last year, and they somehow managed to get better in free agency. They retained a lot of their key guys, like Jagger Davis and Dylan Wynn. And they added to that with guys like Patrick Levels and replace a guy like Braylon Addison with Devere Posey. And overall, they just great job, Hamilton, man. I'm mm-hmm. giving them an A because, mm. again, they just they got better. And with a team like this, who you thought would be pressed against the cap, they signed a lot of big names. So somebody should check their books, man. Seriously. <laughs> all right so now we move on to the winnipeg blue bombers uh taylor do you want to lead us off with the bombers yeah uh i gave them a b a b plus i mean just signing willie jefferson in itself is uh huge but i really like the toby antigua signing the josh johnson signing uh the micah alway i think that's really good too so they didn't lose a lot of key pieces you know they got willie back they got darvin adams back um, they they still have Adam Big Hill. They got Zach Calero. So I don't think they did bad. And I think they're still going to be heavy contenders in the East as long as Matt Nichols stays, or sorry, as long as Zach Calero Bruh. stays healthy. Because <laughs> who's behind him? Like, who, oh, it's Maguire, um, right? Maguire. Yeah. Maguire yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with an, uh, I'm going with an A minor Winnipeg. Um, Cause like, I was sat here and I was thinking about it and I was like, Hamilton's probably done a little better than Winnipeg. But the biggest thing for Winnipeg is just looking at the amount of talent that they were able to keep. Um, and then on top of that, they it looks like uh, 
because Winnipeg didn't do a lot. They knew what they were targeting, and they went after the guys and got them. And that's why I'm giving them an A-, because, like, of course, there's, you know, you, like, everyone sort of, you know, there were those bigger names that they could have gone, but I feel like they got everybody that they absolutely and they brought everyone back who they needed to bring back. Oh, man, I feel like that's a homer, uh, a homer grade. I'm giving them a B-, because... I don't know if they necessarily got better. They retained Willie Jefferson, which was huge. They, I'm looking, I don't think they upgraded a wide receiver, which is something that they probably needed to do. And they didn't get a backup for Zach. So when he gets hurt, your, your season's probably done. Uh, I look at who they bring in for DBs. Uh, Josh Johnson's a good DB, but they have more than one hole to fill there, and I don't think they did a good job of that. So, And I don't understand why you sign Micah Alway. He's a starting linebacker, yet you have him as a backup. I just get it. That money could have been spent somewhere better. I like Chris Lyles. I think that's an underrated sign-in from the Bombers, but other than that, I just I don't really see that much here that Makes me scared of Winnipeg, so they're getting a B minus from me. I understand that, but looking at all of the, uh, looking at majority of these um, grades, I have just gone higher than you guys for most of them anyway. So that's true. You're a pretty liberal it's not, marker. It's not, yeah, it's not really a homer mark if every single team's grade is higher than you know, yours. Yeah, groups <laughs> grades are. And now we move on to the team that we should be homering: the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> uh, again, a little foreshadowing there. Demarcus Ayers there. Oh, wait, no, we're not doing renaming of the. Sorry. <laughs> I've just been naming off lists this whole time. So just like, oh. <laughs> All right, Taylor, you go first. What do you think of our sign ins? You know, I, I'm i kind of debating. I, I want to give them a B, but I have marked down as a C. They, you know, we made a couple good moves with Shaq Evans and Solomon Alimany, James Franklin. Uh, but you know, losing Shaq or sorry, losing Naaman Roosevelt and a couple like Philip Blake and Darius Bladick, uh, I like them as good linemen. So I think we lost a couple guys, but we didn't make a lot of big splashy moves. And I mean, we lost Micah Johnson, and so I, I think they could have done better, but they were just quiet. So I think they just believe in what they have in the locker room. So yeah, C minus or sorry, C plus, kind of B minus. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty confident in the B minus that I'm giving them. Um, just looking at Saskatchewan's team here, like Naaman Roosevelt was a free agent for so long that he probably took just a little bit of a smaller cut to sign with Montreal. So that doesn't really worry me then if Saskatchewan didn't want to bring him back because it probably just means that he didn't fit in the scheme. So like, I'm not really ruling him leaving as like a mark against them, you know, because it sort of seemed like you know. They just didn't want him there anymore. Um, but then, yeah, you look, it's like you're able to bring Shaq Evans back, which is huge. Same with Solomon Alamimian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it was just, it was solid. It was just solid. So, yeah, I'm, uh, B minus, and I'm almost, like, almost 2B, but I'm feeling pretty solid at B minus. Uh, oh, I'm a lot tougher than you guys. Uh, so, Riders, they did. Resign who they needed to. They re-signed Shaq Evans. 
uh, Cameron Judge, guys like that that they absolutely had to re-sign Solomon L. Mimian. But, oh, they lost one of the best defensive tackles in the league with uh, Micah Johnson departing. See? And they lost Derek Moncrief to the NFL, and they didn't really, like, all the Fosters were placing him. He didn't play at all last year, and I feel like he lost a step that year in BC. So I just, I'm super skeptical on how well he's going to do. So overall, I think the team regressed for sure, especially not addressing losing Micah in free agency. I'm giving the Riders my team a C. So I'm definitely a lot tougher on them than you guys are. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I mean, I'm sad here. It just shows that you're like truly expecting your team to do big things. If that's not what's gonna happen, like if they're not gonna bring all these guys back, then you let them know that you think it's the wrong move. I mean, I just think that it shows that you're tough, like you're a tough fan, which is a good thing to have. Because, you know, life isn't always just sunshine for these teams, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely don't like fanboys who put the blinders on. Yeah. So I try to be very objective uh, when I look mm -hmm. at things. And again, just looking at this, I just, I see a lot of holes. And as a fan, it concerns me. Uh, Just, yeah, in a great cup year, I think they needed to do more than they did. And overall, I think it hurts them. And I, full context, I did not grade them down from uh, losing Roosevelt. I was actually on board with, like, I'm okay with losing him because we have guys that can replace him. We have Jordan Williams-Lambert in the wings, Kenny Stafford, a bunch of super young Americans who I'm and really Paul excited. McRoberts. Yeah, Paul McRoberts, who he lit it up in training camp for the Riders. He played in preseason, did extremely well. Carlos Henderson, a guy they brought on later in the year, looks really good. Uh, as we mentioned, Rashad Green and some other Americans they brought in the offseason. So I, I don't think they lost too much when they lost Roosevelt. They have a, an, they have an open spot. Uh, it's not going to be that spot where Naaman is. I think that's going to be filled by Jordan Williams-Lambert. It's going to be more of where Corey Watson played last year in field slot back position there's probably going to be an open spot for an american and they're probably going to move this out as the field wide receiver so that's more or less i see things shaking out and so i don't really think uh swapping roosevelt and jordan jordan williams lambert is that big of a loss for saskatchewan so Let's move on to, I believe we're on Edmonton now. So what do you think of them, Taylor? How'd they do? You know, I'm giving them, I'm giving them a D, you know? Oh. I really, like, I had, I had to change it. I actually had them at a C plus, but just kind of looking it over. That's like, a big change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the only big ones I see, Jonathan Mincy, uh, Justin Tuggle, Logan Kilgore's okay, Braden Burks, but like, Ah, everything else is just kind of small and they lost a couple, like, you know, they lost Tavares Daniels. They lost Larry Dean. They lost a couple key guys on that team. And I just, I don't like the moves that they made. So yeah, I'm giving them a D I'm, I'm not impressed by their free. 
And you might have actually just convinced me now. <laughs> now that I hear that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, C minus. I was at a C. I'm going C minus now. Points that you just brought up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking that it was. Um, I was thinking that they did pretty well, but then yeah, it's like a lot of their stuff was minor, and I don't really think they're the type of team that should be weaking. You know. They're. Mm. They're really like they they should be you know getting new pieces. They shouldn't just be adding on the little bits, you know, just the little extras, you know, which I feel like is what they're doing. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. For sure, I think they regressed. And given Taylor's point, I'm tempted to move them down to a D plus, but I'm keeping them at my original, which is a C minus. Yeah, and I like that they brought in their draft pick, uh, Evan. Uh, uh, Broda from last season. That's uh, gonna help them a lot. I think. Uh, we didn't see a lot of Matthew Betts. He's gonna be huge for them next year. Uh, we just have again they they brought in Hipkin, who's a better backup than Logan Kilgore. Thank goodness. Um, just a couple of different things like that. They lose Larry Dean, but get back Justin Huggle, who's you're not gonna see a huge regression there. They bring in a shutdown corner to replace Josh Johnson and John C. They bring in Shakir Ryan to help with returns and a backup for Shaq Cooper and Brandon Burks. But I do agree they haven't really they're in limbo on whether they've gotten better or got worse. They probably got worse. So I'm with you on that. So that's why I'm giving them a C minus. It's definitely not a terrible free agency. Uh, you guys have anything to say that, or do you want to move on? I mean, I feel like we kind of have pretty much said everything to say with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, nah. Just <laughs> if you could describe Edmonton's free agency word. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we move on to Calgary. Taylor, what do you think of their move? You know, I gave them actually a C minus. Uh, again. They they signed a couple key guys and they're not big movers when it comes to see like they got Dakota Perkop, uh Brandon Dozier, Richard Leonard, Sean McEwen, and they re-signed Kamar Jordan. But other than that, a couple like smaller name guys and yeah, I, I just I wasn't too impressed with what they did, but Calgary's thing isn't free agency like this. Like they build from within. So who knows, like half these guys could be all stars two years before we know it you know yeah absolutely it's like it's weird yeah like calgary's guys always seem to come in from out of nowhere that's why i'm like i'm giving uh i'm giving calgary a c um scroll to their guys right here oh where are they hold up they are right above got them got them yep got them i got them i got them <laughs> um yeah, it's it's almost like they're in the exact same, like, like they're in the exact same boat. Like they brought back Amar Jordan, which is huge for them. Um, they got some, um, like I'm actually excited to see how uh, Aaron Vons is gonna. I think he might actually be a surprise. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's just like again, man, you know. So like I'm gonna give him a C. I mean, I think a lot of y'all are sleeping on the fact that they brought in Richard Leonard and Sean McEwen. Sean McEwen's one of the best centers in the league, and 
Richard Leonard, as we know, is a monster. And so they get better there. They lose Rob Maber, but they get Ronnie Peffer as a punter. That's not a terrible move. I like they signed Dakota Prukop, but it's all, it's not on here, but I just double-checked. They did re-sign Martel Cozart, so my opinion. They got better at quarterback as well with both of those guys there, especially if Bo isn't ready to go at the start of the year, which has been rumored. Brandon Dozier, who is a wonderful utility player. I think he'll do great in Calgary. Looking at this, I don't think it's all that bad, especially uh, restructuring with Kamar Jordan there. So I'm giving them a C plus. They didn't they didn't do as many moves as some of the other teams, but the thing about Calgary is they never needed to. So yeah, overall I just think they did what they needed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go to BC. I like what they did. How about you, Taylor? Yeah, I actually don't mind what they did. I'll give them a B minus. I really like the fact that they got uh, Caleb Holly. I'm a really big fan of him, and I think he could do well with someone like Mike Riley thrown to him, as well as bringing in Dominic Grimes, a good thousand yard receiver. Micah Johnson, he'll probably just light it up out there. That's just my guess. I mean, they they had a decent D line last year, not the best, but it was decent. And uh, you know, Dyshawn Davis, Riker Matthews, they just brought in some. I think good key pieces that will uh, play out well for them. So yeah, I gave them a B minus. Yeah, I'm going a little bit. I'm going a little bit better than uh, than you. I'm going B plus. Um, I think that a lot of BC's issues were in the coaching staff, office, and that versus you know was actually on the field. Um, so with that change, like you could see it at the end. We talked about it so much. At the podcast at this point where like the difference in the uh o-line coach mm -hmm. um so like yeah. stuff like that and then like they're bringing in some decent pieces as well like i think yeah i think they did fairly well I'm giving them a b plus well for me I i'm giving him a higher grade than you carter i'm giving him an a minus i said Ooh. toronto had the best free agency quantity wise but i feel like bc had the best quality wise given their needs, they got Micah Johnson, uh, a high-end defensive tackle, use, and he and Sean Lemon are going to be scary together. Uh, they lose uh, Renfro, but they get back Riker Matthews, who's one of the best tackles in the Canadian Football League. So that's a huge upgrade to that offensive line that started to look pretty good at the end of last season. And they get a 1,000 yard receiver uh as a solid they get a great number two he's not even their number one receiver uh in dominic rhymes to compliment brian burnham i think that's great and i think bc is going to be a really dangerous team this year uh looking at those three ads in those three positions of need for them i think that's going to be huge so yeah, I'm giving them a I'm giving them a very high grade. They may have not they didn't make the most moves. But I think they made the best moves for their team this year. Hmm. So we're gonna conclude with our off season question. Who do you guys think won free agency in twenty twenty? You know, on paper 
and we'll have to see how it plays out. But on paper right now, uh, I think it's Toronto with just the the receivers they brought in, the quarterbacks they have. They just replaced and they brought in some key, really good pieces. So uh, I think overall they win free agency. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, Toronto, it's got to be, right? Just the amount of pieces that they were able to get, and they were all quality pieces. Well, I know that you had said that quality-wise, you think that BC had taken it, but it's like just so many quality guys as well. And while the quality may not have been up to that standard, they're still quality, still yeah. really good. Bringing that many guys in, yeah, I think Toronto has it. I look at how the teams are going to progress, and I look at Hamilton, they had a lot of really great ads, but there's not much higher to go than 15-3. and three. I look at BC. I don't think they're going to make a huge jump, even though they had a great free agency. I think they're going to be probably at 500 or slightly above this season. And Toronto, what was their record last year? Wasn't it like 3-13 and 13 or something like that? Toronto's? Yeah. No, no way, right? It was no. bad. I remember. Yeah, I know it was bad, it was but three it was or not. five. Oh, they were yeah, four. They were now. four and fourteen. I'm sorry, I was off by there, one. There you go. Yeah, but like, dude. So, oh, oh. so hold on. Let me finish. I think they have the most okay. room to get better, and that's why I think they've won free agencies because they have the most room to go grow out of those three teams that I was considering. So, I definitely think they win. And again, just the they needed to bring in a lot, and they did. So. I think Toronto could definitely compete for that second spot in the East next year, or even maybe third spot, and somehow make the playoffs and pick out the crossover. Who knows? Hmm. So, oh man, I don't want to know. I I don't know if we want to do this right now, or do we want to do this in another show? Do we want to feel who we think the worst team in each division is? I say no, we we could give a quick early grade right now. Like, uh, just just is. quick, just a we quick, can do that now. We'll do it. like our whole ranking in another show. We'll have an entire yeah, regular yeah. season special for you guys. But I'm just I'm yeah. wondering, yeah, worst in the league or worst in divisions? Wor- worst Division. in division, worst team in the West, worst team in the East. So my worst team in the East is Ottawa, and my worst team in the West is Edmonton. I agree with that. Oh my god, we're at a consensus again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, surprise, I mean surprise. here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like Edmonton isn't even that bad, but how are you gonna make an argument for the other four? What I know. exactly? You can't like say the- that uh BC is gonna be worse because they were in a dog fight with uh Edmonton for Edmonton that spot last year. Yeah. And-, yeah. and like the only kind of questionable one is Calgary, depending how much time Bo misses, but that's it. Hmm. Like Saskatchewan should play well. Like they didn't lose a lot. Winnipeg's gonna be Winnipeg and play great. And uh Hopefully. yeah, B- yeah, BC's only gonna go up and yeah, like Calgary's kinda iffy. But that's only if Bo misses time, and if he doesn't, they're gonna be fine. Hmm. Yeah, like hot take, even if Zach Kolaros uh goes out, say, after the third game, I don't think Winnipeg is the worst in the West. I still think it's Ed- Yeah, me too. Well, I mean I like I like Sean. Like I like Maguire. I don't think he's that uh, yeah, it's but just super, to play a full super, season yeah that's to play true, a full that's season, true yeah. that's true 
super small sample size, but if he has to carry through a six game, I think he'd be fine. Well, yeah, I love Isaac Harker, and I've made that known. He also follows the podcast, by the way. But uh, Shout out to Isaac Harker. Yep. Oh, wow. Suddenly, I love Isaac Harker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, uh, but it, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't think I'd be, you know, saying I'd be hard, too hard on him by saying that the Riders would definitely regress if Cody got hurt. I think it's the same with the Bombers. They're going to regress under McGuire. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe they might find themselves out of the playoffs or in that fourth spot. Because BC is going to be competitive this year. Calgary is going to be Calgary. And Sask is definitely going to be in the playoffs this year. For sure. So again, I, I don't know. It's Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but yeah, I think we all have the consensus here. The worst are going to be Edmonton and Ottawa. Hmm. Yeah. No. So that's going to wrap up the show for tonight. Remember to search us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search True North CFL Podcast. You'll find us. Go ahead, give us a follow. Uh, show is available on YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So feel free to listen on those platforms. For I'm Jimmy Leach, and for the True North CFL Podcast, we are going to sign off.